Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Four. Strap it down. Three. Flip it over. Two. Calibrating for fun. Blast off. Welcome to the Dan Fogler 40 Experience Podcast. Get ready. Lorenzo. <laughs> Foliari. <laughs> Foliari. Yeah, Foliari. Uh, Danny, Dan, uh, Danny Foliari. What's going on, yo? Lawrence. Lawrence yes, Lawrence. Dan. Yes, My sir. riding partner. Yes, sir. Fish kill. Yes, sir. You are my yes, Edmund man at this moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how you doing, pal? You, you just saw Dune. Yes, I did. And I'm did processing you see his 40X? I saw it in 1DX on my couch with the regular TV. 1DX? <laughs> it wasn't even I wish 2D. I it was... <laughs> oh, it was, no, maybe 2DX. I guess I wish it was 40x because that that seems like a movie, man. It's so epic. What would you saw it in 40x? What was that like? Okay, so I went to the 40x labs here in LA, in Hollywood. It was, uh, you know, because they sponsor us for the podcast. And um, if you have never been to a 40x movie, you know the seats move and. And um, there's smoke. Gosh, there was a hell of a lot of smoke. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's there's wind, which is, like, amazing. The wind is always really, really uh, enhances the experience. Um, yeah, I kept on thinking, like, this is a long movie. And this, this 40X is really, it was keeping me in it. Did you, did you find that it was, uh, that it was long? It was long, but you. But first of all, I got to say, you know, you got me hooked on 40X, and I, I love it. And if I was when you told me you saw it, I was like, oh, I would wish I was meeting you to see the 40X. I thought it was a, it was maybe. I don't know if it was long so much for me because I mean I've read the book a couple of times. I haven't read it in a few years, so I was almost going to read it before again before the movie. I'm like, no, I want to be surprised a bit. But the way Villanueva did such stunning visuals and the sound, I was just blown away by it, man. I just, I'm still processing it because even you looked at all the costumes, the, the Sada car, and when he had the Benny Jesuit coming out and to meet Jessica, and she knew she was up Shit's Creek, you know, and it was just that really. I was just watching it, going, "Wow, I wish Frank Herbert was alive," because this is a movie he would have been like, "Wow, they finally got it. Somebody nailed it." So I know really? part you one. Did. Yeah, I, he was supposedly really. He was like really excited for the for David Lynch one. And then when yeah. it came out, he's like, this isn't my book. What did they do? And, you know, <laughs> that, yeah, he really? was supposing, yeah, he was not. He was like, he was watching them make it going, they're getting it. It's happening. I can't wait. And then it came out and he was like, oh, no, how did they do this? 
to my masterpiece, you know? So what, this what, was like, what was his issue? What was his problem with it? it I mean, if you, the, the Lynch one is just so, this caught, like, I think the themes of what he put into the book. And I thought the Lynch one was just, really? I, I think it, yeah, I, I mean, this one's about bloodlines, the Benny Jesuit, are, are they controlling everything? They're, they're like a secret sisterhood of spies and scientists and nuns, and they know what's up. And I'm not going to give anything away because there's certain things you'll find out in the next one where you're like, no, okay, now I get it. And the, you know, the Lynch one was, I always wanted to wonder if, like, Lynch doesn't like to talk about it, supposedly. It's like, you know, directed really? by David Lynch. Yeah, soundtrack by Toto. You know, it was like, all right, <laughs> there's some really, right? There's some, like, there's some, like, fun stuff in it, but I it's not, just, it's, uh, it's not what? No, it's just, there was just, I, I didn't, I think, I think it's got just, there's this campiness to it. I don't know if Lynch, but it, I feel like he was, I don't know. It's just, it didn't, it, I, it's fun to watch, but it doesn't capture, I mean, there's some really funky stuff in it. And they're going for it. I think Patrick McMillan is as a bear her coated man. He's going for it, and they're going for it. But it's it's off. But it's fun to watch. But it's off. It's got some fun moments in it. But this was just boom on that on a grand scale, man. Yeah. Like, what what did you it think about? What is it about sci-fi that when it takes itself too seriously, it just becomes in the realm of cheese, like? Like Tron, you know, like like Tron takes itself so fucking seriously, and like and like uh, and like like that movie Crawl. Remember that movie Crawl, dude? I, I, I think you and I, I are the only the, the only people that watch it. <laughs> that movie takes itself so seriously, and I'm constantly comparing things to I'm constantly comparing things to Star Wars and Star Trek in the sense that. They somehow they they made it more human, you know. They they humanized the trek into the trek into space, um, and you know, maybe it's Han Solo's irreverence, or you know, and maybe it's it's the use of American accents mixed in with British accents. Like I feel like if there's like with Dune, I'm 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 watching the original and I and I found a, an original version online that's like three fucking hours long, and it has uh, edited in stuff that didn't make it into the movie and uh, from like uh, scenes from the TV show as well. And oh wow, I was like, oh, this is, okay, yeah, I, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. It kind of gives you like a real overview you know like a, a timeline history of of everything and i'm watching it and i'm like it's it's so over the top and, and i feel like wow this is almost it's almost like i almost want to see it animated it's like almost like the tarna section from heavy metal the movie you know that's where that's a really good observation that's yeah. Go. I'm, I'm, I just want to say that, but continue, man. That's really that's spot on, dude. Yeah, and it's like it's like, my God, we really had a, so much patience back then. Like <laughs> just sitting and watching the 
It's like, yeah, they'll sit and they'll watch a sprawling sand dune for an hour. You know, it's like, like, and, and the same thing in Star Wars. It's like we're sweeping across these, you know, landscapes. And Star Wars seems to have a better pacing. And Dune was just like, nah, it's gorgeous and we know it, so they'll appreciate it. It's almost like 2001 Space Odyssey, yes. you know, or like, yep. or the first, the first Star Trek where it's just like, they're going to watch this ship docking for an hour and they're going to like it because we've <laughs> designed it and a lot went into it, you know? It's like, it's, I think it's, you're right. It's a real, it's a real model, goddammit. You know, and we I, want people I, to enjoy it. Um, and, and, and I love the, God, it just, it's so, it makes me feel so nostalgic, even though it's so cheesy, even though it's so over the top, and there are parts of it where you feel like you're watching the made-for-TV movie, Shakespeare movie, you know, like a Shakespeare play on TV or something, where it's, like, so just ridiculous. And it just, for some reason, I'm just like, yes, I, I, I love it. And, and because it, it seems otherworldly to me. It seems very alien. You know Kyle McLaughlin's yeah, naivete. I, I think what you. I think though, I'll say this. I, I think that there's a nostalgia attached attached to that film. I think when it first came out, of course, it wasn't. Well, but now when you look back on it, like I'm like, yeah, if it's on, you're gonna watch it, and it's got some cheese to it. But it's like you said, man. It's like it, it there. It. I think it's aged. I think that movie's aged better. And I think it's aged well. I just always would have loved David Lynch. Supposedly won't talk about it. I would have loved him That's to so see him funny. doing it. Like a director's cut of it, you know. It's I like how um, because like he does a movie like Blue Velvet, and then he does this, yep. you know. He does yep. a movie like Blue Velvet, and he takes some of the characters from Blue Velvet and he puts them in this, and it's almost like it's almost like you're watching it and you're just like, wow, they there is a madman at the controls <laughs> of this crazy movie, and and, so- and I, I you you have to applaud him. For the visuals that he did, like like just just the the concept of I don't know what it, how it is in the book, you know the the fully evolved uh, species that's able to bend space time because they ate they eat spice like it's going out of style. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, with the space the space uh, guild. When you see the you see they bring the space guild when they, with the with the um yeah the, the worm the guy they, yeah the space guild and, he, no. and they they need the spice man with, they, without that they can't travel. You know? Okay, so there's the scene where the worm, it looks like he's, is, now correct me if I'm wrong, but does this worm person, this worm person is a, an evolved human that has just like eaten so much spice that... I don't know. That's, I don't know if that's... I, well, that's, man, what I they, that's what they seem to, they seem to say, because like the, the, the Bene Jesuit ladies, they, they like, they huff the spice. And it gives them long life, and it gives them visions. But the fuck, the other guys, the worm guy. I'm so sorry. What is that? Even know what the fuck their names are. You know, in the, in the original movie where they, they, yeah. But yeah, they bring them out in front of in front of the uh, the um, the emperor, and they're talking about how the spice must flow, and he starts talking through the yeah, guy. Yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. Well, he's in, yeah, okay, he's in the so tank. When they, when they bring them to Dune, when they bring them to planet Atreus or whatever it's called. Arrakis. When he bends Arrakis, sorry. When he bends space time, the worm man. Does he, <laughs> does he 
Like, so fucking, like, does he sucking space dust and then shit out of planet or something? What I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know, man. It's like, I, like, I don't know. That's a good question. And they, they, I mean, told, I, they totally, they excluded that from the, um, <laughs> from the they new didn't, one. They didn't put that into this one. Yeah, you're right. They didn't put yeah. It, and there was some stuff they didn't, they didn't throw in. They kept it very, I think, they kept it. They did keep it very close to the book. I wish they got a little more into the Benny Jesuit stuff. And but that you know, then they you caught the, the guy new one. The new one. The new one kept yeah. it close to the book, is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The new one kept it, and then the guy worm riding at the um, at the end. You saw the guy, the Fremen on the worm, and he goes desert right. tower. I mean, it was very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, it was very close to the book, and I think that was a conscious decision because a lot of people were like when the first one, when the campy Lynch one came out, they were like, "No, yeah, what did you do?" I gotta say, I loved, I loved Sting in in, in the original. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. He's, he's he's, yeah, <laughs> and the and his and his brother uh, Bluto from Popeye, same actor yes. plays who plays. Yeah, <laughs> um, the the two of them together are just so fucking sci-fi. Like I, I feel like I can see them pop up and like in like a, in like Mad Max or something. Like, okay, so yeah. here's the thing. Go ahead. Because because of spice. Yes. And because of the sand desert planet. Um, there's so for me that, and because they say things like, "May the hand of God be with you," and I feel like, and because. At the heart of it, this universe evolved out of a war between, you know, ultra-religious psychics and artificial intelligence, okay? Okay, that's, uh-huh. that's right? So, that, you know, that's Battlestar Galactica, that's fucking Star Wars, that's, that's uh, Star Trek, you know, with the Borg. It's, it's just like these common themes. And I'm watching the original one. And I'm and I'm looking at it, and I'm and as visually stunning it is as it is, I I could not help but keep making correlations to Star Wars with you know the spice and the spice runners and the desert planet but, and Tatooine and and but with even even like you, you watch the man you you watch the Mandalorian and they have the fucking giant worm. It's like it's like it's all it, it seems like it's all connected. And this I'm watching it. I'm like, wow, this is if you just tweak the ships. A little bit. This could be, and uh, everything with the voice, and it's 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 the force, and finding the one, and the new hope, and the Messiah, and it's it's so, it's it's the hero's journey. It's the same thing over and over again. And I'm watching I'm watching the new one, and I'm like, this could be an episode of Star Wars, or it can be like a retelling of Star Wars in the same sense. And I'm just like, listen, don't get me wrong. I thought it was stimulating, like visually beautiful. I I love a great sci-fi movie. I really dig the the, the performances, all the actors. I love. Um, but isn't it just this? It, it, it's basically the the same. The same. You, you know, know you are theme. absolutely. You're a hundred percent correct. It's the you know with the sand, the spice. It's you know the there's the the Christ figure, and to Frank Herbert's uh, defense, he wrote it in 1965 and influenced all those other movies. Star Wars wouldn't have happened without him. 
you know, and, and right. look at the worms. You know, he's the guy that he's the guy that that supposedly was like he really into nature and ecology and he could study dunes. And then he was like, I'm going to study deserts. I'm going to study desert culture. And oh wow, and now I'm going to start doing this. And so well, everything you said at the themes, they're all they're all there. But he's he's the guy that did it before Star Wars. And then Star Trek, I think it, I think like you and I love that stuff because besides being geeks, it's like it's always about the story. You know, and even though there, there's some cheese there, it's like, all right, what's going on? And it's, it's, the story is interesting, and the characters are interesting, and you can relate to them. Then it's accessible. And so, I know that, you know, there, there are people that say if it wasn't for doing Star Wars, wouldn't have even been written. He couldn't because it inspired him. And then I go back to like, I was talking to you about Brand McMoran, who was a Robert E. Howard character, and he has a short story um, called "The Worms of the Earth." And I'm like there's something that this guy's a genius and you know that Frank Herbert probably read that and it probably planted the seed of the idea for having worms in there, making them on a grand scale. So it's like, it all connects, but what you're saying is hundred percent correct. And it's all, and there are moments of this where you're like, yeah, it could have been star Wars, but they were like, for me, when there was in that one of um, the star Wars episodes when they said, um, Oh, I'm a, Oh, and the most recent one was that like, I was a spice runner. I'm like, you really didn't just say that. Did you? Cause you just took that from doing come up with, you could have come up with something else, but, um, what you're saying. Is no, I mean, like, correct. uh, you know, as soon as, uh, you know, Han Solo's whole thing was, he's a spice runner. He's, you know, he had yep. to, that's why he got in trouble with Jabba. As much as I, this one looked visually stimulating, the new one and very, and, and they, you know, they, they brought it up to date. They modernized it. But for me, the original still, Oh, you like up. it better. Still, I do because I, I it, like I. It, 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 the original it grew on me. To, it takes me to a universe that I had never been before, and oh, it's one that I'm watching uh, now. Got it. I got understand. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah. I think that's. I think you're. That's a very fair, valid observation. <laughs> I, for myself, as someone who knew the story, knew what was going on, I was watching it from a different perspective. I was watching it at the designs that he was doing. I was watching how he was telling the story. I knew it was going to happen. I knew everything that was going to take place. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting the way he did that. Wow, the way the Sadaqar are being controlled by that individual up on the tower as they're being trained. And you have them, like their blood is being drained out of other bodies with their heads facing down, which is very almost Aztecian. There were things like that I caught in this one that I really dug. And maybe that's because... I knew the story and I was trying to follow the details of what he was going to do differently. So I think what you said is totally spot on. I think the first one, the Lynch one, you did feel like, all right, boom, I'm in a different universe. And this one, I've seen it before. And I think those are two valid, very valid points. Yeah. And I think, I think for myself, that's so true, what? man, because honestly. Uh, so what, like, uh, listen, I'm, I think that people should, <laughs> I think people should go see the movie and I think they should see it in 4UX. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I do because they're gonna fuck, They're going to. They're gonna enjoy it. It's a spectacle. Great yes. actors. Yes. Um, but 
if you're looking nothing for new. something that you Same. yeah, it's not it's nothing. It's as far as I'm concerned. You know what is new about it? The how serious it takes itself in the sense yes. that it's it's very operatic. You know, it's very. Um, you know, it's it's the opposite of a Michael Bay. You know, it's really like very. <laughs> you, you have you have these. <laughs> you didn't have the slow you, motion the, like the, shot happening. <laughs> yeah, the way that they treat the worms. You know, it's um. You know, it's a rhythmic thing with the. They have these thumpers, and it's all. Yes. And it's it's almost like, and and they and the way you're introduced to them is that. They are a giant fucking creature, insects, you know, and they and they are, um, but they're very mysterious, and it's, everything's just very slow and methodic, and um, you feel them coming, especially in 40x, you know, uh, and that's the I wish I saw this. Yeah, I wish I saw this. Yeah, you know, I love for the work. Me, I'm like, no, no, yeah, no, man, because I love 40x, but. Yeah, but the worms were like. I, I, I honestly mm. thought visually, like, okay, and I don't want to compare the two for a second. Where, like, the stuff that they that they basically did exactly the same. Um, well, You're but right, not exactly dude. the same. But like the like sticking yeah. the hand in the box. Okay, I feel but that's like in the book. Lynch, that's right in the book. Yeah, yeah. Right in the book. And, I feel like you know, Lynch. I feel like Lynch. The way that Lynch handles that, where you see in his mind what's happening to his hand and um the flesh burning off and and it's almost um freakier in the in lynch's version it uh, is lynch's version is freakier man for sure yeah and they don't really sh- they don't they don't show what's going on in the box and I just it was moments like that where it's just like okay what what are we doing new here I like the woman's performance like it's the acting is new the acting is more grounded more serious I like the the witch's performance but how could but the whole time I'm just comparing the two like and I'm just like why are we redoing this it's almost like it's almost like redoing Star Wars like why the fuck would you do that what what and and I, what I wanted from this movie is a side quill. I wanted a Rogue One. I wanted uh, all right. something that takes place in the universe. Um, I with me it was similar characters. I didn't need to see the fucking story over again. All right, I got you. I think he because he did the story, and I for myself, I was like, I, he told the story spot on, and I a lot of what you're saying makes a, makes sense because when you the story, it's been done. And we've seen it, and the performances were great. I I really loved the movie, but I was watching a lot of of the style. I was watching the different types of ships, and I was watching um, how the shots. I thought it was really interesting that when they came out of that, you know, like when they were coming out of however they traveled in interstellar space, whatnot, the tube they came out of was shaped like a worm symbolically. So I was checking that stuff out. Uh, But what you're saying about being transferred to a different, you know, universe and seeing something new for the first time, yeah, we've seen it. But I still loved it. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. And I, because I knew the story, yeah. I was watching a lot of what he, I was watching other things. I look at that, look at how that helmet shaped. Look at that helmet shaped. Look what that person looks like. That's really cool. And that's what I was watching a, as a lot of it 
of what Villanueva did. It's stunning and it's beautiful to look at, but there's a lot of what you said is true. We, we, we've seen it and it's been done before. I would still see it and see it in 40X if you can, because I am always like, like check it out. If this, if, this, if this movie came out now and you had no reference to the original Dune, this movie comes out now and they're talking about... <laughs> You know, may the hand of God be with you and the voice and the one and, you know, the desert planet and, and the spice. And you'd be like, what the fuck? They're ripping off Star Wars. You know, right? Wouldn't you? Yep. Like, and it, like you didn't know about the book and the, and the yeah. way it looks. Like, I'm saying, man, I thought, I thought, I thought that the costumes were lovely. I thought this, the, the, you know, this, the design of the ships was wonderful. But you had to turn into something I'd never seen before. I've seen all that. I've seen, like like Fifth Element, okay? Fifth, yeah. The Fifth Element is its own fucking movie, man. I mean, that thing is that thing is um, has its own specific stamp and specific aesthetic. You really needed for this to be something. Like, okay, so like um, a- Avatar, all right? This was too close were, to the best, you, you think, huh? It's too, close to, it's too close to a lot of things I've seen before. I almost wish that he paid tribute to the original, that he stuck with that kind of design of the original, but, that, but grounded it more. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I would have fucking loved to see that where it's like, oh my God, he fucking, not only did he make this so retro and, and nostalgic and put me back into that universe, now it's fucking, now it's it's gritty and it's fucking, almost like what did, like the, like the new Mad Max, what they did with the new Mad Max, how they expanded that fucking universe. But you're still in the Mad Max world. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, man. I think, but you, but it's, I, you're, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. And you're right. I think I think because there was a lot of backlash to the David Lynch from people that are real, um, they you know, purists for the book, they made a, cons- a conscious effort to keep it as close to the book as possible. And, and almost as if the other movie was never made. And I think that's, I think that was a conscious decision because people were really, there were people like, oh no, they're doing another Dune. Please don't screw this up, man. Don't screw it up. And I think that's what they did. So you had Villanueva with his <laughs> stunning visuals, but it was like, we can't screw this up. We can't screw this up. And, you know, so they kept it really, right. cause, and so for, I, I understand what you're saying. If I hadn't read the book, I would be like, God, I've seen this before. I've seen that before because I've read the book. I was like, wow, man, that's how they designed it. You know, that, and that's how they did that. And that's really cool. And I was watching a lot of the symbolism. Because even with his hand in the box, which he had the Gamja bar next to him, they showed just a burnt hand as you know as a symbol. But they didn't show that you know like the the gory thing, the gory visuals that um, that Lynch showed. So yeah, you're right about that. I agree. If you haven't read the book, you're like, all right, I've seen it. And because I'd read the book and I knew it was happening, what was going on wasn't a surprise to me. I was just curious to see how they were going to execute it. Is that you know yeah. what I mean? Is that, and so I, I was watching the execution of it. I was watching the acting. I was watching the design, and I knew the story already. So, so one thing, that, you're, one thing I wanted to say, yeah, go ahead, finish your thought. No, no, I think you're. I think that's that's an interesting. You know, that's 
really fair. You're like, it's not transfer, transferring me to a universe that I haven't been to before. And I've been here already. And so, okay. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and because there's, and because there's such, like, if you, if you're not going to transform me to someplace that's totally new, then I would have loved for him to try to ground the visuals that we remember, you know, mm. put those, mm. put these new excellent actors in, uh, in uh, the familiar world, put them in the same outfits, the same kind of style and, and, uh, and just, and just go with that, you know, and, uh, and, you know, polish off some of the rough edges of, of that 1980s world. If you're going to revamp it, it's got to be fucking special. Oh, and there's too I... many things, there's too many things about what, what Lynch did with the original that were so far out you're there. Watching, so far ahead of its time. <laughs> um, even like the, how, the, the, uh, the armor, the body armor, the shield, like the whole blocky shield thing that's going on in the, in the original with the body armor, you know, the, uh, the electric, the like force field body armor. I mean, it's so cheeseball, but it's it, watching that as a kid. You're just like, like that the whole sequence where he's like fighting the the metal, the metal robots uh, fighting machine. You know where he's training in the beginning. I I actually wish that there was more of that in in this movie. Like I, like you have the scene where he fights Brolin, but it's it's. It needed to be more impressive for me. Like, you think the movie was like too perfect, the way it was shot, the way it was executed. It was just everything was so clean, and it needed it needed something to be a little rougher. Well, the you whole know, thing little, takes itself so it it takes itself so seriously. The, the whole yes. universe does, and so that when like someone like a Jason Momoa tries to infuse a little, a little irreverence or just like a little bit of modern, our, our modern sense of humanity, it kind of sticks out, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he's being Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I gotta I be honest. Wished, I almost wish, I almost wish that, I almost wish he was an unknown actor. I think oh. I would have liked him more. Because wow. right, I was I think, watching him and I was just saying, oh, he's Jason Momoa. And I think a lot of I, a lot, everything you're saying about, even though Herbert wrote the book before all those other movies had come out and all that stuff and the themes were, and the themes though are constant throughout. You know, we always talk about how, like what Archie Goodwin said, <laughs> five oranges stories. How are you going to tell them? So it's like, I get it because there's, there's, we've seen this before and it's very clean. I was, and I, I will confess after having this discussion with you, I knew it was going to happen, so I was watching the visuals and I was watching the design and I was watching the symbolism. I was still in, I was still in it, but I knew everything that was going to happen and it was very clean. And I, as you said, seen it before. And if I hadn't read the book and I was watching this, I would have been like, okay, you know, I I kind of seen it, seen this before. I've seen this shot before and I've seen these themes before. I want to see yeah. something a little different. What are what are people saying? What are critics saying about it? It's getting raves, it raves across really? the board right now. Yeah, and I it was. Um, I, I think the, I heard that one of the, one of the critiques was that it was because it's setting up the next movie. 
because it's only part one of the first one, right? Um, I, you know, the original Dune book is two, it was, was two like, books, two novellas, so I don't know how they're going to do it. And yeah. it's in, what is interesting is in the next, as, the, as it progresses, they do, as it progresses, they do actually get more into the Fremen culture and this, the, you know, the sages and where they live. And that's interesting. And that might be something in the next one, which would be kind of like, all right, let me go check out how, how he's portray, <clears throat> portraying um, desert culture. Cause that was one of his influences for the, for, um, one of his reasons for writing the book. So let's see what he does in the next one. He says it'll be told through um, uh, Yanni's, uh, perspective in the next one. So I don't, and people are up in arms about that. Like, no, it's Paul's story. So who knows? I don't be, I understand what you're saying. Who's though. Yanni? Is I, that Zendaya? Who's Yanni? Zendaya, yeah. She's uh, yeah, Zendaya. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, you know, so I, I know the story, bro. So I get it. You know, I'm like, I know what happens. I'm not going to give it away, but I like, I know this, I know that, I know this. And I was watching his visually stunning, you know, designs and style. You know, I was watching how, you know, like I said, the, you know, the, the interspace inter tube was, looked like a giant hollow worm. And, you know, the way the ships were flying, I was checking that out a lot. And that, for me, was what was interesting because I know the story. And I think what you're, the point you're making is very, very valid. It's something you have read 40, the book. What is it? What is it? 30, 40 years between the two movies? Yeah. And they, in Maybe. this Fremen's eyes that they couldn't figure out how to do a better thing for the, for the same, <laughs> it's the same thing. The same blue. It's like we want You're the exact blue from the eighties. Dude, you're absolutely <laughs> correct, man. You're absolutely correct. Why didn't they do like a freaky blue? Why don't they do I something other world? That. It's so weird. You're like, right. No, that's gotta I be the same. It. That's everything should Dude, be different, but that's gotta be the same. That has to be the same. Because the, their eyes are blue from the from the water of life. Their eyes turn blue and it's like, you're right. Dan, you're right, man. Why didn't they take a chance on something? Think that's a Fair observation. Why didn't they make the uh, the blue eyes a little freakier? Something uh, to make to show the, the Fremen are a little different, man. Wow. And and so so the Fremen, like, come on, like it's a, it's a genius concept. All the different For, historical, cultural, you know, differences between the different families and different planets. But they couldn't think of a better word than Fremen. <laughs> well, <laughs> come on. He, that was what that was his. That's what he did in the book, though. He called it the Fremen. So uh, yeah, but it's, and yeah, it's, they're basically the they're, they're the free men. They're free. Yes, men. they are. A hundred percent. That was uh, Frank so, Herbert, man. You're right. <laughs> they are just really. Yes, gonna, they are. They just want to get us. They're going to stick with Fremen. It's like, no, it's got to be Fremen. <laughs> it has to be Fremen. It can't have any any you know different case. Fremen. We can't be the Fremen. That would have been interesting, dude. Yeah, with an this is, this is, with an accent, <laughs> <egg> goo. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> did you like Zendaya? What do you think of Zendaya? I liked her. She didn't, but you know, her her stuff happens in the next one. She was good, but there wasn't a lot for her to do. You know, I thought he did so, uh, really good work. What's her name in the movie? Chari, Johnny. Uh, uh, yes, maybe. Chani. Yes, I think it's Chari, Come on, Johnny. <laughs> Uh, so, what's your name? Uh, Sean. Uh, Sean Young. Sean, Sean Young, Young was, right? was she was she was really good. Yeah, Sean Young was in a lot of sci-fi movies, wasn't she? Blade Runner. Fucking Blade Runner. I guess that's the only other one. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I didn't. I forgot that she was in this. I, I totally forgot. It was crazy to 
Chani. To watch it again. She was in Blade. She was in Blade Runner, and what else? What then? She was also in. Um, she was, was in Jim No Carrey Way Out. Pet, pet, what was the Jim Carrey Pet Detective? Oh my! She was God, in one of those, yeah. wasn't she? Right. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she's like, no, please don't. That's like Joan Collins. They actually did Kingdom of the Ants. She's like, no, that has to be that has to be stricken from reality. No one can know that. But did um, you like? Uh, so, who was your favorite out of everybody in the cast? In this one, the new one. Yeah. Wow. I. That's a good. I guess I liked them. I thought they all did solid work. And I, I think Tim, I think Shal, Timothy Shalman, he, he, he did really good stuff as Paul. And I think what you said about it just being very close to the vest. I think the guy that was most fun though was Momoa. He was the guy that was. You think so? Having the most, I think he's having fun up there. You know, and I thought. Yeah, I, but I'm just I like, mean, oh man. You know, what, you, know, you know, even it's like you watch it. I because I guess I was. I mean. The guy who's... But he was, I, being, I mean, he was just being Momoa. He was being Momoa. But, I love Momoa, I but think, he was just Momoa on, in Dune. Well, I think Stellan Skarsgård, did, he played the Baron with this real swarthiness. You know, that was fun to watch. He's just a... Whoa, well, yeah, he was... How know, about that scene? Start. How about that scene with the uh, the poison tooth? Dude, that's in the book. That was pretty... And it's, they, they, they yeah. great. Everything they did no, was in the book. The, to the point... Yeah. You know, so and, it, and in the first one, it was Dean Stockwell was was Doctor Ewan, who's like the tooth. Remember the tooth. And look at the cast in that. Yeah, yeah. I guess what the cast in the nineteen eighty four one it was so out there and diverse that it was interesting that to, to watch. I think this one, I get what you're saying. It was very close to the vest. Everybody nailed it, but they nailed it because it was like it wasn't taking any chances. And I think that was a conscious decision because people were there were people that purists who really didn't like the first movie. So I think that I remember when Christopher Nolan was doing um, before he did the first Batman and they announced he was at a con and they, um, you got any questions? And someone raised, raised their hand and he goes, yes. And the, the guy in the audience goes, how do I know this isn't going to suck? And he was like, All right, I, gotta make sure I do Batman the way Batman is written and done. So that's why the, you know, the first is those Batmans were very just, I'm not taking any chances on this. I'm doing a great job with this in this universe and not switching things around because the first question someone asked me is how do I know this isn't going to suck? I do miss the over the top performances that you get from the eighties and the nineties, like the Nicholson over the top, like Patrick Stewart is literally, he's in a Shakespeare, he's in a Shakespeare play. So like, like, fucking, like, like, in, in the like Peter, Peter DeVries, Peter DeVries, Peter DeVries, who is Billy Bibbit from one of my very favorite movies, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, he he is so subtly over the top. It's <laughs> wonderful. And like just and, and Kenneth McMillan, who is the dude who is the Baron, who is just, just like goes, just, like goes one it, look. Just he goes for miles. Could knock down a wall, that guy. And so I mean like I just missed that kind of over the top acting. The um there's there's the scene where they you know, the the computer minded doctor, what the fuck is his name? I forget I forget what the character's name was. Doctor. Um the big the big eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he comes in yeah. and, and he starts pounding on McLaughlin's shoulder. <laughs> and he's just like, Wait a minute. <laughs> 
is he trying to hurt him? And, was, and McLaughlin starts smiling. And he's just like, oh, it's a term of affection. Jesus. Like, what an over-the-top gesture. <laughs> I, I, I want to I try and fuse more over-the-top shit into my acting. I really ah. do. I feel, I feel like it's gotten more subtle. Like, things have gotten too subtle, you know? I think we got to shake shit up. You got this was the, the guy who shit. You know, yeah, you're right. The guy who shakes it up is Tarantino. Like if Tarantino directed, this is over the top. Right. But they did it. They did this really close to the vest. And you're right though, because if you look at the cast from that 1984 movie, it's so out there. And you got I me. Mean, you got Brad Dourif is in that, and you and you got McMillan, and, and you have Jurgen Prock now. I think is uh is Lito Atreides. You know, it's and you can and it's hard to understand a lot of what he's saying, but it's like you know, I guess I know what he's <laughs> yeah. saying, man. It might be. Fucking it would have been. Dean, you know, Dean. Stockwell, Dean Stockwell, man, come yeah, on, with, yes, he's in it, man. He's just so great. He's in Blue Velvet. He sings the song. I love that he shows up in Dune, and he's just such a fucking weirdo. Yes, but Patrick, Patrick Stewart, like Patrick Stewart versus Brolin, like they're they're playing the same part. I and think you're. I can't argue with you, bro. Josh, I think you're right. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin is being Josh Brolin, right? Mm-hmm. He's be, what, mm-hmm. what was, like, there's something about Picard. <laughs> Picard, I'm sorry. There's something. But he also has, like, his, about, bow, he almost has that little, mullet, that little like, like, mullet, bald mullet in the movie. You know, his hair grows out the back, but he's bald on top. So that when they meet him later uh-huh. on, and they're on top Patrick, of uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, when they meet him later on, he actually has a little longer oh hair on the back. God. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so over the top that it's alien. It's like, okay, I believe that that guy grew up on another fucking planet because he is just a donkey dick. You know? <laughs> yes. I get what you're like, saying. Bro- it would have been nice to have someone yeah. like Klaus Kinski in this movie. You know, like Klaus Kinski, always, Klaus Kinski was always over the top, man. So I get what you're saying. Or, I wish... I actually wish... I wanted to see Sting, man. I wanted to see Sting make an appearance <laughs> in this one. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. They should have taken a little wink. Uh, a little, yeah, a little they wink. They really the, should have. Uh, I think they missed the fucking boat. They missed it. I think you're. I think that's. I think it would have been really cool if they made a little wink at the 1984 movie. I think that's right. They kept this really close to the vest. Yes, sir, Mr. Dan Corleone. Uh, Thank you. That was very nice. Man, it's ple- a pleasure mm-hmm. having you on. Um, Yo, you, uh, we have we have talked about Dune, and um, hey, man, we got we got fucking fish kills on shelves. People should wa- figure out how to read that, and um, yes. uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, fingers crossed, we're gonna make that into a into a movie or something for consumption. Yep. Fish kill, um, and then you got all all the Moon Lake stuff going on with heavy metal, which is awesome, bro. That is yes, awesome. I do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, you do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> what's going on with you, man? Anything going on with you otherwise? No, just uh, chilling. You know, catching up with some stuff, doing some writing as ideas pop in, but everything else is just status quo. Do you know? Everything Good. else is cool. Just keep it that way. Yep. Same here, and everything with you is cool, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Um, I think we, you said right. Dune, dude. I gotta think about what you said, bro. It's a lot of a lot. Yep. 
Yes, a lot of that is, yeah, makes sense. I'm glad I saw it, and I'll probably see the, all the other ones too, but I'm, I'm, because I, I love sci-fi, I love Star Wars. If you love Star Wars, I think you're going to love these movies. It's almost like, you know how there was a, where there was a, um, an alternate original universe for Star Wars where it was like Luke's star killer or something, you know yes. what I'm saying? And, and all the different, yeah. I felt like I was watching that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, this is like an alternate. Yeah, unfortunately. And only because Star Wars made the first impression on me. If, if Dune came mm. first, um, I probably would have felt that way about Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, all right, brother. I will, uh, all right, yo. I will talk to you soon. Sounds good. And thanks for this. And go see things in 40X. I can't say it enough. Thank you for introducing me to that, man. I always tell you that. All right, pal. All right, bro. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Georgie. Mr. Fogler, how are you? I'm good, man. <laughs> what, did you, what did you think of Dune? The new one? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear your voice, man. <laughs> George C. Romero, everybody. George, George C. Romero. Uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Forty Experience podcast. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, we're we're gonna put this up very soon, and um, I uh, like extremely soon, like like the next like forty eight hours. But um, <laughs> uh, so you, so how did you see it? I saw it in forty X. Did you see it in regular two D or what did you do or three D or? I watched it at my house, and you know, I mean, you're in the you're you make you're in, you're in the film industry. You know, we all have like three thousand inch TVs at home, so uh, I just watched it that way. <laughs> I just watched yeah, it on I HBO love... Max. <laughs> nice. Yeah, in the yeah, comfort yeah. of your own home. Yeah, I mean, we've got a pretty nice big TV and everything, so I mean, it obviously wasn't a theatrical experience, and I understand how. There is, uh, you know, probably a lot more to kind of drink in when you go see it in the theaters, and we're we're planning to do that. But I wanted to make sure that I got it into my eyeballs before uh, you and I talked, so at least I have it in my brain. Um, and I got to tell you, it's visually stunning, and it's great, and it's I mean, it's slicker than shit through a goose, you know. So um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's good, you know. I mean, look, I'm a fan. Did you did you find yourself uh, comparing it to the original? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, how can you not? Like, if you're of our uh, generation, and if you remember David Lynch's Dune, how can you not? And you know, and and then the thing that kept sticking in my mind was all the articles that kept saying, "Well, it's not a remake because it's part one," but there's so many really close parallels to the 1984 version, um, even down to, you know, almost the dialogue uh, in some scenes. And, uh, oh, yeah. The hand in the box you know, scene. And the, yeah. yeah. I mean, even just the very scene, I don't know when the last time you watched the 1984 version was, but, I mean, the first time we meet, well, not the first time we meet Paul, but, um, you know, the, the scene when Dean Stockwell and uh, Patrick Stewart and... Um, I'm drawing a blank on the third guy when they sneak up behind him and he's sitting with his back to the door and, and they replace that scene with him fighting with Josh Brolin. 
Yeah. Um, and the dialogue was almost the same. And, you know, I got to say, like, uh, part of me really likes the shieldings, the, the, the personal shields from 1984, because they were just so fucking trippy and obviously, like, you know, Lynchian. Me too. But, uh, <laughs> I was but saying, I was saying, I was saying that they said, because I was watching this and I can't help but say, like, I felt like I was watching a derivative of a Star Wars movie and that took itself, that takes itself very seriously. And that's cool. I love the sci-fi movie, but when you have the 84 version as a reference, I was like, I really think that they missed the boat. Like they should have kept it the same exact aesthetic, almost like a rogue one where you're, it's like a, almost like a side quill. You know what I'm saying? Like you, and, and like, I would have loved to see, another story in that universe. I did not need to see a remake, but if they were going to do a remake, I would have loved to see a more polished version of the retro 1984. Like take that aesthetic and place that over the, the special effects of today. I would have fucking loved to see that movie. Ah, uh, yeah, I get that. And, and a lot of the people who listen to your show are probably going to, say who the fuck is 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 romero here to have an opinion about a film of this scale my audience is i think they're just i think they're just happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> well i'm thrilled to be here and I'm, i was thrilled that you asked me to come on and talk about this because i am a huge fan and i'm a huge lynch fan and you know here you're talking about the aesthetic here's something that i pick up on in the remake that i wish there would have been more of um, okay, first of all, I have to ask you this. Harkonnen yeah. or Harkonnen? Okay, I got one for you. Fremen or Freeman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to go Freeman yeah. and Harkonnen. Okay. Yeah, I like that better. I like that a lot yeah. better. Because <laughs> in, yeah. in the 84 version, it was Harkonnen. Yeah. And in this version, it's Harkonnen. Yeah. You know, Harkonnen. and I, I live in Kentucky. I mean, when you say Harkonnen, you're like, hey, uh, you know, are you Harkonnen? <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not the name of a, of a people, you know. But, but with yeah. regard to the Harkonnens, there was this, like, mutilation element to them in the 1984 version. You remember one guy had, like, a fucked up mutilated ear? And then the Baron yeah. was all diseased. Yeah. And and there was none of that really. It was like I said, it's slicker than shit through a goose. Slicker than one. shit through goose. I I wanted to see like I would wa I would watch a whole movie with just the Sting character just wreaking havoc, you know? <laughs> like walking was, around and just destroying worlds. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Uh uh, a fa uh, fade, 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 yeah, fade, yeah, fade. So, um, and then here's a thing, and this is a thing that I talk about a lot with a lot of these newer films, and 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 with a lot of remakes is, you know, the use of slow motion. Yeah, is um, slow motion like used to be used to 
accentuate or to, you know, really drive something home. And uh, like, I don't know. I just feel like in the remake, there was, there was so much slow motion beauty shot stuff that was amazing to look at. And it was like, you know, visual drugs, but, um, you know, if you remember the, the, the 84 version, there was, there was a lot more like of the story from the book that was put into the film. And while, while the 84 version might've not been popular, it, it missed a lot, obviously. And, and technically it could never live up to what they can do today. There's something right. to be said for the use of miniatures and practical sets and all yeah. this other stuff, you know, and, and like, it just, it's almost uh, a greater feat. It's almost a greater feat. What Lynch did, you know, than yeah. what they did today. Well, it, yeah. You know, and we're going to, we're going to get a mean? lot of hate mail for that, but yeah. Why? Well, because, you know, like this is the new world, man. And I, I'm, well, they how can do it is. a computer. Like they can very, I, I don't know. I feel like in a computer, they could, like, I, I, I think that I've seen, as beautiful as this movie was, as slick as it was, I've seen it before. I've seen it before. They, the, the editing is a little different. They've slowed it down. The music is a little bit different. They've taken themselves a little bit more seriously than other mm-hmm. sci-fi. But um, I've seen it before, man. Dune yeah. stands alone. It, yeah. And, and that's why it's a greater feat. Because I agree, you know, um, I do. And you know, with as, yeah. as gorgeous and stunning and beautiful as this new one is, and it really truly is. And by the way, the performances are great and it looks great and everything about it is actually great. And it's like, I love it. I just wish it wasn't boom. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wish it was something new. I, I Right. <laughs> Because you know, at its heart, at its heart, it's it's really because maybe doing the book came first and everything else came after. But all of these stories, it's 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 you know the corruption of the of the tech versus humanity and our true potential of the of the human and and uh, you know manipulating our own chi and you know and and. And it's the same story from the Matrix to Star Wars to Star Trek to this to the freaking everything. It's the same hero's journey. So yeah. I feel like, uh, and Brooklyn Gladiator and, you know, everything, a lot of stuff I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that, okay, so that is definitely at the core of our existence, this battle between synthetic and organic. And... If you're gonna, if you're gonna remake something, and you're gonna have the same goddamn themes, you know, <laughs> with the, you know, oh my God, the voice, like it's the fucking force. It's like it's all the same goddamn thing. If you're gonna have these themes with sand planets and worms and spaceships, then you've got to do something fucking different. You got to do something really, really special. That's why I was really happy. I saw it in 40x. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm feeling the the music. I'm feeling the, you know, the vibration of the fucking ships and the, and the fucking worms and all of that was really 
excellent, and I'm glad. And I think that people should see this movie in 40X. And those are all the nice things I have to say about it. I think that uh, <laughs> the, the, the performances, the performances are great. The performances are great. Um, although, you know, I I always ebb on the side of irreverence and not taking yourself too seriously. But um, you got to do that in the right way. And Momoa tries to do it, but he's he's. I just can't help but say, oh, there's oh, he shaved, but it's Momoa. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like I wanted him to do something different, man. Give him a British accent, you know? It's like uh, something. Um, yeah. Like a, he really brought you know? some texture to that character, though. I mean, he did it. Yeah. I thought he did a fun, I, you know, he brought some texture to it, and he brought, like, a sense of honor to it and a sense of, like, military, you know, he brought, like, a real kind of soldier thing to it, and I really did appreciate that. And I appreciated all the effort that he put into it. And, uh, but I felt the like his swagger death was a little... Swagger of a young Aquaman. Yeah, and I'm I sorry. felt like his death was a little, <laughs> little anticlimactic. I would have liked his death to have been a little bit more of a moment. Um, and I would have liked to have heard uh, Zendaya speak sometime before the last 16 minutes of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, that would have been you know, and, and and here's this goes to something that that I actually thought about, which was, you know, I think the biggest problem that I had um, with the new one. But and again, I, there's a lot of really good stuff to say about it. And I have a lot of really good feelings about it because it, when it was over, I felt good that I I felt like revived into my doomness or whatever. You good. know, like I felt like, yeah, but on the other hand. I feel like they alienated a whole new audience here because, you know, I remember being in school and kids were carrying around the paperback of Dune and it was like, you know, six inches thick or something. And it was like a, you know, it was a rite of passage to say that you'd read it and actually have read it. And um, I think that this one, there was such a lack of dialogue and there was such a lack of, of, of some things in it that it just kind of assumed that the audience was already up to speed on a lot of things. And if you aren't a Dune fan, I feel like it's going to alienate a lot of audience. You know, I feel like a lot of people are going to see it just because it's the big new release, but I feel like there's sort of an elitism to it um, that they just assume that, you know, certain things about the canon and the lore of Dune going into this movie. And frankly, I think in 2021, a lot of people aren't going to be familiar with that. Let's talk about the cast a little bit here. Totally agree with you, man. Um, so what do you think of uh, Chalamet? Timothy? I Paul. thought he owned, I thought he owned the role. Um, I, you know, uh, what are your thoughts on him? I thought he, I thought he did a, a, a really capable job. I thought he did a really good job. Um, I don't know that. I don't know that I really have ever liked the translation of that character a hundred percent from the book to the movies. Who would you cast? Who would I cast? Well, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now. I don't know. <laughs> that would be hysterical. Who well, I think Kyle McLaughlin was like, you know, 52 in 19... 19- <laughs> no, he wasn't. 
Um, my God, he he was a very you hit a very useful uh, glow about him. That that McLaughlin chap. Um, he uh, yeah, but he was it was crazy because he looked like he was older than his mother in that movie. Um, yeah. Tim Timothy at least looked like he was the, the right age. And yeah, and I thought yeah, he grew very, very well. Yeah, he's very Hamlety. You know, he's very broody, and I, thought, I, think, I believe him. You know, I think he's good. Um, and uh, yeah, Zendaya. I was saying, like, you know, all of the upgrades that they did from 1984, but they still use the same tech for the blue eyes. Why did they like? They couldn't like. They couldn't like. You know, make the special effects a little better for the blue eyes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, wait, wait, say it again. I think she's a phenomenal talent, and I don't feel like this film showcased that talent. But they may be saving it for part yeah. two. So, right, know, right. Um, yeah, but I, I, I feel I'm like she had a lot more the, to bring to it. So. I'm having trouble with the blue eyes. I really wish they were, they they made that better for some reason. I was just like, really? Mm. It, it's kind of it could be really it could be better. Make it more natural. Yeah, I like Zendaya. She's cool. Uh, Rebecca yeah. Ferguson, who is uh, the mother, Lady Jessica. I think she's fucking great. I like I like Rebecca Ferguson. She she was like I, I thought she was more grounded than the 1984 mother. I think that, uh, and I really and she's more like active uh, in in the movie, and she takes a more like. Uh, you know, part in the action, uh, a little more ass kicking. And I, and I only knew her from the greatest showman. I saw that with my kids and, and she's, she's got a fucking great voice. I think that, I think she sings her songs. Um, she's got a great fucking, so she's multi-talented. This, this lady, I think, uh, um, she's going to do a, a lot of great, great things after this. Uh, Jason. I Momoa. think she did great. I think she did great, yeah, and I but, loved I loved the new the new portrayal of the mother because if you remember in 1984 she yeah. was just this like she was kind passive. of portrayed as this w- passive weak and that whole yeah. you know like crying in the corner at some points and things like that and then all of a sudden she turns around and she's like oh I'll train you how to fight to the to the Freeman and uh yeah you know and all, all of a sudden she she goes from like crying in the corner to like oh yeah i'm a terror i'm an awful badass and i'll teach you all how to fight and then it's kyle mclaughlin who teaches everybody how to fight but you yeah. know um like those were the things that were sloppy in 1984 story-wise and character-wise and i thought that her character in this one was super strong um momoa i think did a great job i think he did a good job uh in the in the first scene we see him it's a direct, it's almost a direct uh, remake of the first time we see his character in the 84 version, um, just in a little bit of a different setting. And I thought that he did a really good job sort of with his introduction. And like I said, I thought he brought like a military honor to the character that I think was important to see um, in, he's in got this something, version of the film. He's got something in his swagger that's just so... Like now, you know, twenty twenty one, you know that. Yeah. I wish that I wish that he would have 
stiffened up or made made himself more military. I, I just wish that there was just something a little extra there. I always like his. I think he's. I think he's charming. I think he's fucking great. Does the action, but he's always him. Like I, like even when he's Aquaman, it's just like he's fucking chasing the boys. You know, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, not a lot of I know what change. you mean. There's not a lot of. But that's what that's here. what the that's what the people that's what people want. They they you know I mean he's got a I don't want that. for him. I don't mind it either. I'll watch Jason Momoa read the phone book. You know, like because um, really? he's he's yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. But I could uh, I could watch. I think I could I could watch other people read the phone book, like like Javier Bardem. Yeah, but Javier Bardem would read the phone book in like a hundred different ways and you wouldn't be sure that it was Javier Bardem each time. You know, every time exactly. Jason Momoa did it, you'd be chilling with Jason Momoa, which is cool. Yeah, that's a long book for... I mean, that's a lot of the same cadence. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think okay. of Oscar Isaac? Do you like Oscar? Yeah, yeah. I do. I always like him. Yeah, I always yeah. like Oscar. What did you think? Let's, um, let's compare the let's compare the barons. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I can't even. Like, hold on. Oh, oh, the barons. Oh, oh, you're talking about Stellan Skarsgård. You're talking about that yeah. guy, that character. Yeah, and I can't okay. remember the gentleman's. I can't remember the guy's name who played it in the in the '84 one. But uh, yeah, I'll, I love the I love the 1984 one. I love all the bad guys in the 1984 one. I love how over the fucking top everybody is, and it's, yeah. it's like they don't even give a shit. They don't care how close the camera is. They're just spitting on everything, and I love it. <laughs> like Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård is a magnificent bad guy. I mean, he is, the, yeah. and the way they have him all just like obese and and like brandoed out, and this, and he's all, and he's, and after he gets poisoned, and he's in the muck, like he is. I think he's spot on as a as a bad guy in this. But I do too. But um, and that's but a huge I, but. I, I love, I fucking love uh, Kenneth, Mc, Kenneth McMillan, who is the yes, original Yes, that's his name. Yes. Um, yes. He, I, 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 was, I was saying that I have, I really miss the over-the-top performances of the 80s and the 90s that I grew up on. The Nicholson, over the top, the Pacino, the Screamers, like these guys—they give one look and the fucking—it's like they can knock a wall down, you know. It's like it's like <laughs> just, just eating, just eating scenery, man. And and I want to start infusing that into my performances, just 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 getting just over the top, because that's I, to me that is just like larger than life, antisocial, like fucking, you know, <laughs> watching. Their, their performance is like watching a car wreck. You're like, you can't not watch it. You know? and, and, it's, and it's it's wild and it's unique and you've never seen that before. You you you're guaranteed you've never seen that performance before. It's and I miss that stuff, man. I fucking miss it. And and so all the bad I love all the bad guys from the original Dune movie, even though the ones from this, even though the ones from from this new one, Art did a fucking great job. Spot, spot on. 
just fucking spot on acting from uh, Skarsgård. Um, yeah, but Brad Dourif's death, Brad Dourif's death in 1984 is literally one of my all-time favorite yeah, yeah. moments of Brad Dourif's career. When he just like takes that breath of the poison and he throws his hands up. <laughs> oh God! That is the most over-the-top like uh, like so bad guy death top. ever, and it's just awesome. And he just—it's like this moment that he cuts short and and just kind of drops out of frame like super quick, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> this one is like the, the this new this new one is the exact opposite. It's like very classy, you know. It's like yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I wish they, I wish it was somewhere. Oscar yeah, Isaac laying great. down, sprawled out, naked. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a like a Renaissance painting, you know, the way they. Uh, the way they laid out the the composition of the shot, you know, and him like the way he's just like lying there, uh, and he just breathes out the poison juice. Yeah, I thought that whole sequence was pretty great, actually. It was. Uh, in the I new feel one. like they cut. I feel like they cut his uh, his arc a little his short, part. and I feel I feel like if they would have cut down on some of the slow motion. Um, <laughs> Like right, they could have really, you know, spent some more time on some things instead of so much yeah. of the beauty, you know. What did you think of Batista? Batista. He's, He's I, the, I, uh, thought, I thought he was great in it. I didn't see enough of him um, to really right. be able to say, you know what I mean? Like uh, you only see him a few times, and you know. And I thought Brolin was great, and I thought Javier Bardem was fucking phenomenal. I mean. You know, every Javier, time. man, what is it about that guy? I mean, you can, he's, he, he doesn't have to do anything. He's just, he's just so much fucking gravitas with everything he says. I'm so happy yeah. he's in the movie because I would just go and see it for him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. He just, uh, he just annihilates the screen when he's on it. And uh, I don't know what it is. He's got that, like, old school thing that, uh, you know, you just don't see a lot these days. Um, yeah. like this, this presence that, uh, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just that they used to call it that it thing, but I don't even know if it's that. I think it's beyond that. Like he's like, um, uh, he's just a fucking awesome. The voice though, the voice is, there's so much weight to the voice that he has. It's like, it's so like heavy. It's, it's, oh, you mean his man, voice? I, I thought you meant the voice in the movie, like the voice. Well, well, no, no his yeah, voice. his voice. Yeah, his yeah. voice is awesome. Um, but the, the voice, you know, I like how they, I liked how they handled it. I like how they handled the voice in the movie with the. I like that scene in the like the helicopter vehicle, where she's talking with the sign language and the and one of the bad guys is deaf and that whole yeah. sequence. I thought that was pretty cool. It was cool. But again, like, <laughs> I feel like the 1984 version did a better job of explaining what the voice was, you know, as opposed to it just kind of showing up in this one, right? Like, the, that's what I mean. Like, this one assumes that you kind of already understand the point of the voice, you know? I mean, yeah. I don't even think in this one that they, like, in the 1984 version, they actually explain that the army is using a new sort of 
sound technology that nobody can yeah. battle, you know? And they don't do that anymore. Right. It's just kind of a thing. It's just like, oh, work on your voice. You know, use your voice. Give me the water. And, you know, it's like, okay, well. So, you know, to a new to a new viewer who has no Dune frame of reference, they might just think, you know, maybe she's just training him to be a brat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Use your inside voice. <laughs> if you want the water, you'll ask me for the water the proper way. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make a crazy statement here. I'm going to say that Dave Bautista is going to be the first professional wrestler to be nominated for an Oscar. Not for this role. But sometime in the future, he's going to come out with a performance and everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, that was Dave Bautista. Yeah. I love how seriously he takes it. I love how much yeah. of himself he puts into his craft. I think, um, yeah. you know, I think when he takes on a character, he goes full tilt, man. And he's like, he, he's like, I'm going to he just kills it, you know, when he wants to kill it. And. I think he really is killing it in this, and I can't wait to see what they do with him in the second one. Um, yeah. You know, you know, hopefully there'll be a, I'm sure there'll be a second one. So. Oh, of course. They'll, they'll, they'll make quality. Yeah. I want um, Brolin, on the other hand. Brolin, I wanted to see some sort of accent. I didn't want to just see Brolin again. I mean, I love Brolin. He can do no wrong, but he was just so Brolin-y. Well, yeah, you know. But, I mean, I think that that's what these big movies, you know, want, you know, they want, they want, um, you know, they nah, want, it's starting to be the same goddamn thing all over again. Yeah, you just see the same know. shit all over again. Right. I think, uh, Brolin's well, capable, wanna... I, I think he's capable of a whole hell of a lot more than they let him do in this film. Yeah. I mean, the guy's on, a, in a, it's a space movie. I mean, let him have some, you know, a little bit of an accent, a little bit of a, Spice, you know, no pun intended. A little bit of like, like just a little, just a, you know, uh, just a little more quirkiness. That's what I would fight for. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Like the guy what was see, fucking. Sad. That's what I would. That's what I would want. But then again, I, you know, I don't know. I, I'd probably. I'm like you said. I'm a fan of that over the top bad guy thing, and I'm a fan of. Of, of, you know, especially in Dune, you want people to play characters. You don't want them to play themselves, like you said. So, you yeah. know, I would have I pushed everybody to just go fucking nuts and then we'll reel it back. You know, like yeah. instead, of, instead of hold back and we'll push, I would say go as far as you fucking want to go. And then if we have to reel it back, we'll reel it back. Because I want to see what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see what, it, it, you know, with no handcuffs and no limitations yeah. on what you're allowed to do. I want to see what you could do. And then we'll, and then if we have to reel it in, we'll reel it in. So I like that. That's what I like to hear. What are you working That's on? How I like man? to work. Oh man. Uh, well, I'm doing these two movies. Um, we pushed the shoot dates back to January just because of uh, going into the cold weather here in Kentucky. Um, yeah. So we decided to, we decided to wait till it actually gets colder. 
Uh, <laughs> good, good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm doing that, and I'm I'm finishing up. So you're the shooting them back then, to back. You're shooting them yeah, back to back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they get closer, I'm going to talk to you. So I know you're you're way too big to work with me, but hopefully you'll come and give me a day or something. So um, what? Uh, hey man, I'm, I'm always down. Like, um, what? Uh, and what were you saying about the rise? We're on issue six now. I'm on issue six, so I just turned in issue six and seven, and so I think there's thirteen issues. Uh, so it's coming along, man, and the response has been fucking humbling, brother. I'm telling you, it's been like for for something for a story that I've sat with for so long, and characters that I've lived with for so long. It's it's so humbling to see how well people are reacting, and how much people are are loving it. And now we're doing these NFTs that drop next week. And that news just dropped yesterday, so that's a big deal. Crypto.com is doing some uh, have, uh, some some NFTs with us, with Heavy Metal and Romero Pictures, and they're all based on the rise. So those are going to be fucking cool. And uh, what what is and, what is the whole NFT thing? What what is all that all about? What, what is that like an animated version of the comic or like? What, what, I don't get it. What is it? So an NFT is like um, it's like a it's like a crypto digital version of fine art right so like you buy a painting and you buy a picasso and then you resell that picasso and everything it's basically they're trying to apply that mindset or they have applied that mindset to digital assets in in the world of crypto so you can watch or you can watch or look at an nft for free but if you buy the nft then you own it just like you would own a painting and interesting yeah, and then there's markets where you can trade and resell and, you know, kind of like the trading card thing. And But it's all crypto, and it all has this crazy, weird, like, crypto value. And I don't even understand the details of all the, the tech of it, but um, it's really cool. And uh, I just got cool, into crypto man. personally, like, not, you know, last year or the year before. And uh, it's fascinating stuff. So I'm really excited. And and these NFTs in particular are super, super cool. So, uh, so there's that going on. And then uh, I actually just got asked to participate in uh, a book that I cannot give details on yet, but I just got asked a couple of days ago, and I, of course, jumped at the chance. So I'm excited to drop that news. And then uh, cool. I, just launched, I just launched this thing on my Instagram for, like, young writers where – um, I'm putting up information literally every day for writers. Um, you know, everybody seems to get so technically caught up in how do I write a screenplay? How do I do this? What page is Act 2 start on? What page is the inciting incident on? What are these things and all that stuff, right? And so, you know, I, you know me well enough by now to know that my approach to writing starts from within, right? It's about the journey and the process. And when your inner writer and your inner creative is is insulated, protected, and uh, in a trust relationship with you, the person carrying around your inner creative, that you take care of each other and protect each other. And and to be right from that place, um, it can elevate your writing. And so that's kind of, I started this whole thing on my Instagram um, that is basically just free for everybody to come and, and kind of, participate and, and, and maybe find their own first step on their, on their own inner writer's lifetime journey. Right. 
And then I just wrote a book. I just wrote the first book I'm putting out in a series. It's called Lost in the Woods, and it's kind of step one in the process of finding your own process. Basically, it's like a, I call it a path to process for writers. So, um, so I'm doing that, and then you and I are doing some cool stuff, which we're going to have to talk about again here when offline. So, um, yeah, man, there's a lot going on. Holy shit, there's a lot. Going on. I, I know what well, we had. Yeah, we're, we uh, had that run there. We had a run there where we like made a lot of progress and hit some strides, and and then uh, well, I we mapped out. I mean, once we're once we're ready to fucking jump on that, we've mapped out. We basically outlined this this whole chap chapter inside the Brooklyn Gladiator, you know, universe. And um, I mean, fuck, we'll get to that at some point. My God, that's just. I mean, probably next year at some point we'll we'll get an artist involved and we'll script it out and we'll. But you know, I, I there's this like between Moon Lake. Brooklyn Gladiator and, and Fishkill, um, there is so much content. And if I get that, if if we get to half of it, I'll be a happy camper. Um, I uh, yeah, I phew, I love what I love that that I love that that chapter that we mapped out. I mean, it's fucking epic. It's 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 sci-fi biblical, man. It really is. <laughs> it makes yeah. Moon look like a short story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would love to, because um, I have some, I have some scripts, crazy scripts that I've written that I think would be up your alley to to direct or, like, I would just love to make a crazy movie with you, man. Um, I don't know. I I'm, I'm in. I'm absolutely in. You know this. I mean, like, ever since you and I first met, uh, you know, there's been this kind of, like, I don't know, symmetry, whatever you want to call it. But, like, are you kidding me? I would fucking, I, I would love to work with you on anything you want to work on. I would love for you to take a look at a couple of these things I've got going on and consider them, um, you know, and anything of yours, I would be more. I'd be. What are you shooting? Work. When are you? Sh- what are you shooting? You're shooting these new, these two new ones in the spring in January. Yeah. Um, January. What are they like? What like like? Give me an idea about one of them. Like, what do you think I would be the most interested in? So it's bikers versus monsters. Oh that's shit! Like, yeah, that's like the sixty thousand foot three word view. Um. Bikers versus monsters. I love it. And they're fucking fun as hell. So I'm actually, uh, yeah. How are you doing the monsters? Are you doing, who would you get to do the the special effects costumes? Like, how are you doing? I'm not not allowed to announce that stuff yet. But, like, it's it's a good deal. I'll tell you offline, but, uh, yeah, man. A lot of practical stuff? All practical. Are you kidding me? All practical. Fuck, I want to do miniatures. Like, I, we're talking about the 1984 yeah. Dune. I want, like, matte paintings and, like, I want... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but obviously we're not going to do that. But it's all practical. It's all going to be practical. So, 
Um, love it. Love it. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's it's loosely inspired by some pretty uh, historic um, writings. So um, so that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool. It's cool to be able to take something from the past and put a modern spin on it. And, uh, and I'm not doing it cheesy and I'm not trying to make it important and I'm not trying to make it, um, take itself seriously. I'm trying to really take this thing on a fucking ride. So, um, I want to take, I want to take audiences like on a fun ride. And, uh, I'll tell you, everybody who's read the script so far, they come back to me and they say, well, this wasn't what I was expecting from you. And I say, well, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And they say, honestly, it's <laughs> fucking, they, they, I've, I've been told so far that, that it's horrible and gory and brutal, but it's ab- they couldn't stop laughing because they had so much fun with it. And that's what I'm hoping we can translate. Right. <laughs> send, me the, send me the script. I'd love to read it. I will. I will. I'll send it to you and send me absolutely anything you want me to read of yours. I will read it. Absolutely. And, uh, and I would be honored to work with you, brother. I've been a fan of yours for a long time and the idea of working with you would just be amazing. So, and then beyond that, yeah, I've got the veterans compound. So that's oh, the yeah. other big thing. Yeah. Good for so you, man. Good. Yeah. So if you, so, um, if you if you read uh, something in Moon Lake, it's one of the stories, and you're just like, man, I want to fucking turn that into a movie. Um, you let me know because there's so so many different stories, you know. Um, but uh, I, I think I have a bunch of Moon Lake related stories that I would love to expand into movies. There's a couple of scripts I already have. Um, but anyway, so. Awesome, dude. It's always great to talk to you. Yes, um, it, is. it is great to hear your voice uh, and to talk. Yeah, and and people should go see Dune and 40X because I think they'll appreciate the rumblings of the worms. <laughs> I, I agree, and if you don't live somewhere where there's a 40X, you still need to see it because I think it's... Um, I, I think it's... I think it's great. I really do think it's awesome. Uh, just because I have problems with everybody has problems with every movie, right? I mean, fuck, but like, it's fun. It's awesome. I just wish it wasn't doing. I wish it was right. like, um, you know, like I said, yeah, you know, I think it was, um, everybody did such a good job and so much work went into it. And I just respect and admire that so much. I just, I just wish, <laughs> but you know, I yeah. shit in one hand, wish in the other. See which one fills up first, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, George. Uh, I'll, I'll, that's a great line to end on, man. I like that. Um, I'll, I'll catch you on the flip side, brother. And we'll we'll, we'll cr- create something crazy. I love it. Hit me up next. When do you get some time off? Let's talk. Let's like hop on the call, hop on a call offline and just fucking rap about some shit. Uh, very soon. Next week, my brother. All right, man. Well, I'm around. Hit me up. Okay. Be well. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you. 
Later.